Where'd you get a Solomon? Uh, that's a bit of a long story. <laughs> I actually, so I, I studied in England part of my college. Mm-hmm. And uh, right. I have a friend there from Malaysia. Uh. I met a friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to join their Islamic society mm-hmm. groups. Mm-hmm. And so one day they had a special prayer thing and he wore this like brand new. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we became friends and I stayed at his house in, um, in somewhere in England after, before I went back home for mm-hmm. a few days. And then we exchanged some things. Like he gave me a, 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 a tape, musical tape, and also this. Uh, what did you give him? <laughs> I don't recall. <laughs> And he taught you how to wear it? No, I think I figured that out. <laughs> or maybe he did. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Um, right. I, I have to think exactly. I, I remember saying goodbye to him at the, the tube station. Mm-hmm. And I vaguely remember his house. I remember some other things. Like, we talked a lot about uh, just uh, like spiritual, philosophical things. Huh. Yeah, he's he's kind of an example for me of. I think his behavior is very. Um, he, he he treats people very well. He's mm-hmm. extremely generous, mm-hmm. and he's also he's extremely knowledgeable about like Islamic architecture and all these. Oh, we did. We went to a museum. Um, I that was in Malaysia actually, but um, yeah. So he's an example for me of someone who is is extremely kind and all these good qualities but is of a different sort of uh, uh, spiritual tradition. Mm. Mm. That's very nice. Seems like it's been a long time. <laughs> uh, so, this class was supposed to be general Buddhism 
and we've sort of uh, covered uh, uh, covered a lot so far, more in a general sense, and we spent a lot of time talking about the different boomies, and I think we really went into into depth w with that, and we finished the boomies, we finished the the in the same. <coughs> In the same teaching, we also covered uh, the, the ten perfections. So now you have a general idea of what is what is expected of a Mahayana practitioner. A Mahayana practitioner is basically uh, the, the thing is in the in the Theravadan traditions. You have the 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 practitioner is a is aspiring to become uh, to become a, an aha to become there's someone that they're aspiring to become and they're practicing trying to become that and in their practice they are already a member of that tradition they are already a, a practitioner the ideal practitioner of that uh, of that tradition but within the Mahayana tradition you have two levels of practitioners. You have uh, the main practitioner in the Mahayana tradition is the Bodhisattva, but you don't become a Bodhisattva until you have this realization that you that when, uh, when you realize Bodhicitta. So the Mahayanas in the Mahayana tradition, you can say for the most part, your the practitioner is someone who is aspiring to become a practitioner. <laughs> okay, because uh, uh, Bodhic we, we, don't, we don't we don't become a Bodhisattva merely by wanting to become a bodhisattva you don't become a bodhisattva even if you go and take the take the take the the vow ceremonially ceremoniously you don't become an actual bodhisattva uh, you become a, a what is called when you when you take the vow of a bodhisattva you become what is called a bodhisattva in name and you have the name bodhisattva but you're not, you're not really a bodhisattva okay so you spend and you can spend your entire life as a practitioner who is aspiring to become a real bodhisattva and it's not until you become a bodhisattva are you really someone of the Mahayana path you may be someone of the Mahayana of a Mahayana tradition or a Mahayana society as far as uh, uh, world culture is concerned but as far as the spiritual path is concerned you're not, you're not quite yet a Mahayana person yet okay. so for those who are in the Mahayana tr tradition it's <coughs> Uh, it's you sort of like in a in a in a in a uh, almost like a psychological, <laughs> deliberating kind of a, a situation because you're a practitioner aspiring to become a practitioner. Okay, uh, and with but for Theravadins, you know, when you when you become an arhat, you have reached a goal. That's that's what you're aspiring to be. You're not aspiring to become a uh, a, a practitioner who happens to be a, an arhat. Okay. So it's kind of easier for them, and then the since this is a Tibetan Buddhism, and uh, Tibetan Buddhism, uh, I don't know how it happened or when it happened, but uh, what is called Tibetan Buddhism is you can you can we can we can uh, use the term Himalayan Buddhism even, where Tibet is the center of that, because all the other countries in the Himalayan region are also following Tibetan Buddhism. They're not just following. It's not like uh, some uh, person came from India, like it, it, it like it happened for, for Tibet, and brought Buddhism there. But actually, it was the Tibetans who brought Buddhism to them. And they have their own culture, they have their own languages, but they follow Tibetan Buddhism. In the same way, you have in the Theravadan uh, countries, you have uh, whether it's. Um, Cambodia or Vietnam or some, I guess somewhere in Vietnam no, Cambodia or Thailand uh, the culture is completely different the language is completely different but the Theravadan that they follow is uh, uh, sort of like brings them together gives them a, a, common, a common, uh, common common ground and they use uh, uh, Pali as the, as the language of religion right but in, in the same thing also happened with uh, what I want to, would call Himalayan uh, Buddhism, where Tibet, Tibet, the Tibetan language itself, is used as the the the, 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 the language of, of of that. So, in, if you were, if you go to Bhutan, you have to go to uh, what's another place in the Himalayas? 
Ladakh, Mongolia. yeah, those places, uh, except for perhaps for Mongolia, as far as the language is concerned, perhaps they will they have they've translated or they have some of the things in their own in their own language, and they have some sort of a, a Mongolian script. But there's, it, you can there's still in the library actual Tibetan texts, and that they refer to, and sometimes they they, they study from. So in such places like uh, Ladakh and Bhutan, things like that, they they use the Tibetan script even for their own language. And you you might you, you might see a Tibetan written, and then they say something completely different. Okay. So and and the Himalayan, uh, what you call the Himalayan Buddhism or Tibetan Buddhism, that's what is uh, really uh, Vajrayana Buddhism. Okay. Now, so. The uh, the practitioner of Vajrayana now is because it's it's part of Mahayana is somewhat in a in in a I guess more sense of psychological dysfunction <laughs> than the others because here you are in a tradition and you're a practitioner but you're really a practitioner aspiring in your practice to become a real practitioner. And, and and then they raise it one level with the Vajrayana because uh, you could be a, a, a real Mahayana practitioner that would be a, a rare thing, an actual Bodhisattva, and yet when you're aspiring for, uh, uh, if, if you want to take the, if you're in the Vajrayana path, then you have to become a real Vajrayana practitioner, okay. and that's another level of, pra- of pra- practitioner. So do, for those who are in the Vajrayana uh, were following Vajrayana traditions. So you have two levels of, 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 of persons that you're supposed to be before you get to your goal. Okay. Trying to get become a, a, a Bodhisattva and then trying to become a, a, what you might call a Vajrayana Bodhisattva. Mm-hmm. Uh, the difference between the Vajrayana Bodhisattva and the, and the Sutra Yana Bodhisattva is in the intensity of the of the mainly in the, in the intensity of, of the of the bodhicitta. Okay. It, it is said that uh, uh, the vajra the the practitioner of vajrayana, their bodhicitta is so intense that it's almost as if their 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 hair is is, is on fire, and they and they want they want to uh, you know if your hair is on fire you want you know, your only concern. <laughs> Is taking taking it out. You, you might say, "Oh, maybe later. Let me have some tea first. No. <laughs> you want you you want to extinguish it now, right away. So th- so so that drive to to extinguish the fire becomes for that bodhisattva a drive to. I have to get sentient beings out of samsara right away. I have to become a bodhisattva. I have to become a Buddha now. Okay. So whatever whatever uh, it will take for you to become. Buddha Buddha as as fast as you can, then you you are willing to undertake it, whether it, it whether it involves uh, psychological pain, whether it involves physical pain, whether it involves social pain, you're willing to undergo it because you know that it will take you to Buddhahood fast because you need to get to to take care of sentient beings. Okay. Now, the idea of uh, of reaching enlightenment fast is not only found within uh, Vajrayana, the Vajrayana vehicle. There are also other uh, cultures or all the other cultures within Buddhism that has this idea of reaching enlightenment fast, reaching Buddhahood fast. And you, f- you, you find this uh, within the Chen or Zen tradition. And they too, although they are not followers of Vajrayana path, they are more in the general Mahayana uh, uh, tradition. Yet they 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 have a, they have their own practice where it promises you to reach enlightenment immediately, almost. I mean, immediately meaning in this life. Okay. And 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 it still has to do with the in, and the 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 reason for wanting to get there fast. It's not so much that uh, your renunciation is is, is strong. Uh, so the Theravadin would have almost almost uh, almost the same thing, where because their their renunciation is so fierce, their renunciation is so strong that they don't want any 
they don't want another life in this mess anymore. So they're willing to do more uh, strenuous kind of practice so they can get out of, of samsara in this very life. So there's this idea of not wanting to have another life of practicing or more lives of practicing, wanting to get to the goal as fast as possible within this life is found not only in the Vajrayana, it's not only in the in the in, in uh in Mahayana but it's also found in all forms of uh, all forms of all forms of Buddhism. What we're calling social different uh, different forms of Buddhism. Okay. So in the Vajrayana, how do they set it up? How do you how can you reach uh enlightenment fast? And what is the reason uh what is the uh logic or the reason behind how how is it possible? Okay. And you can see that uh, there, is some, there is an underlying understanding from the Theravadan through the Sutrayana, like the Chen and the Zen, and that is found also in the, in, the, in the Vajrayana tradition that allows them to be able to say, you can reach the goal in one lifetime. You can reach the goal at, uh, real fast. Okay? And it has to do with uh, a, a general fundamental understanding of the, of the nature of, of, of mind. And they all have this un- fundamental nature, uh, understanding of the nature of mind in such a way that they believe that it allows them to be able to reach the goal fast. And they have different interpretation of what, 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 this, what this fundamental nature is. Within the Theravadan system, uh, the, it's, it's more uh, in the sense of... Uh, more in the sense of uh, the intensity of your... of, of wanting, of wanting the goal. It's it's uh, it's an understanding that if you're if you're if you're intense enough about wanting if you re- if you want the, to become an ahat bad enough that intense uh, uh, passionate uh, desire uh, sorry do you use the word desire no especially talking about Theravadans <laughs> probably get killed. <laughs> Uh, intense desire for 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 for, for arthood is so intense that fire itself put, uh, uh, speeds the practice. Where uh, the way they would envision it is that you anything that it, that has uh, anything that is not something that has to do with getting you to to arthood right away, that is not a, a necessity for life. They would uh, they, they would not bother uh, engaging in it. Okay. And, and it has to do with some sort of psychological, you know, some sort of psychological toughness, because uh, take, an, take us as an example. I mean, us meaning uh, those who are in the in, in the tradition of Tibetan Buddhism, for example. Uh, why is it that you have the uh, practitioner who are really practicing in such a way to aspiring that they become a real practitioner? And, and, and why does it take? Why is it that it, it might take, you know, several lifetimes even for you to become a real practitioner? Okay. To become that is to become a bodhisattva, and that's when you're a real Mahayana practitioner. And it has to do. And then what what keeps that practitioner from becoming a real practitioner is that is the same idea that is that, that we just talked about from the Theravadan perspective. It's the intensity. Of your of of wanting it, okay. So if you see that uh, your your uh, your soul, um, uh, you, you you think that well, I can use that word this dysfunction in in a, in a nice way now. <laughs> you see yourself as as being dysfunction dysfunctional if you are not a bodhisattva. So you you really want to become a bodhisattva. You want to experience it in this very life. You want to know what it's like to be a bodhisattva. So you will intensify your practice because y- y- you see that uh, you, uh, you cannot be, you cannot continue as you are. You really need to be a bodhisattva. So the intensity of your aspiration will will speed up that process for you to become an actual bodhisattva. In the same way, that intensity of aspiration will make the Theravadin aspire to reach. Hardhood in, in in that in that very life. Okay. Uh, what would 
what slows us down is uh, what you might call what, what I mentioned uh, psychological toughness is because uh, for the for the for the health of your of your, of your psychological makeup there are certain practices or, uh, or there are certain levels of intensity that you cannot just undertake right away so you have to ease yourself into to, into 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 doing certain things so it might take it might, and because of that it might take you much longer but you you don't run the risk of because when you have psychological toughness it's it's easier for you to break because something could happen and then uh, because of the because of the uh, tough psychological skin I don't know, do, you, do you understand what I'm talking about when I'm saying tough t- psychological toughness psych- uh, tough psychological skin <laughs> like um, if, if some, something is scaring you that you face it something like that, something like that yeah some sort of mm-hmm. even though you're scared but you still face it yeah you don't just like totally um, mm-hmm. freak out yeah yeah, so that would be a, 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 an example of a psychological toughness. Okay, no, it's it's like a, a, I guess an, an example would be another example would be like you're walking through the woods at night and you think that there's like wolves or something gonna come and get you, mm-hmm. and you don't just you just like. More in a sense of, uh, I'm thinking of, uh, at, at the moment. Uh, or you, you might start seeing like wolf things, mm. and you, but it's not really there. Mm. But you still walk anyway. Yeah, you still say, oh, okay. Even though you're still afraid. Mind, just Even though you're afraid. Yeah, yeah, keep going. Yeah, keep going. Uh, so the, the, uh, the other way would be you go home and you think about it. That you completely remove yourself from the, from the, from the situation. Right. And then you think about it. Maybe it was that. Maybe it wasn't. You're sort of preparing yourself. So in in in, in that in that in that example, uh, if it was to get to the other side of the, of the wood, you're delaying that. But you're 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 doing it in a way where uh, you're sort of removing yourself from the danger. Maybe <laughs> maybe there were really wolves there. Yeah. And then uh, and if there were wolves, uh, you know. You're not tough enough <laughs> to beat them. It might, it might beat you up. <laughs> so, so you're w- you're willing to face those kinds of psychological dangers. That's and that's what I mean by psychological toughness. And and then you know it has to do with what society will think of you if if you if you have strong if you have a strong um, how do you say that uh, strong. It's very important for you. There's okay commitment also very very strong uh, very important for you what what others how others view you okay when that is very strong for you then you cannot just suddenly do something that that, that will uh, uh, make people look at you in a different way because psychologically you're not ready for that okay so you want to ease into that like uh, if you have certain commitments for example some people. Uh, and you, you and the classic example is somebody who leaves leaves their home. Okay, they are so they are so intense. So they have such an intense intensity about uh, I want to reach adulthood now, or I want to become a Buddhist as soon as possible. So they would uh, leave home so they can just work work on their mind for that. And then uh, the, the tough thing that they're, they're doing is, you know. They're, they're leaving uh, loved ones behind uh, they, because your mind w- will think about them. You know, you 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 uh, you what's that word? Shirk, shirk your you you shirk your duty. You abandon uh, people. So these things, you know, will play in your mind, and and they won't be easy. They will be tough for you to deal with. Okay, so either you you are willing to take them on, 
or you already you, you, you do it in a uh, in a more in a way where you don't have there isn't much violence to your to to your psychology. Okay. Okay. So uh, so that idea of the intensity that we that we we're just talking about, either uh, transitioning from a practitioner to become a, a real bodhisattva. Or, or, or the, uh, the Theravadin who's, who's, uh, who wants to reach adulthood in that very life. Now, the, the transition now from the, for, the, for the Mahayanas is that it, it's more of a, of a to get to, 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 to deal with uh, social issues, more with social issues, with, with how you are regarded in the society. Well, uh, it, it would be easier for the for Westerners to to do Vajrayana practice, even though it would be not. It will it will take you no know, to become a real Vajrayana practitioner. You have to be a Bodhisattva, and it takes a long time to become a Bodhisattva. But the but the 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 one of the elements of, uh, that makes a Vajrayana practitioner uh, makes a Vajrayana practitioner is their how they are willing to become outcasts. But in, in the West, I mean, the people want to become outcasts. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> it's not so much of a, a trouble over there. You but might have to be, you might have to be, make yourself in caste. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, that probably is, that probably would have to be the 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 the, uh, the, the Western form of Buddhism to call yourself in an in caste. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the tough thing for you. <laughs> yeah. You have to wear like that's the most uh, plain thing you can do. <laughs> uh, that's why. Uh, this uh, have you uh, if if you haven't if you don't know about that book you have to go get it. It was written by this uh, very beautiful uh, Tibetan uh, uh, teacher. He's very he lives in England. He's very uh, how do you say very immersed into Western way of thinking. Okay, Zongsa uh, Kensi. What's the other book again? What makes you what makes you not a what makes you not a Buddhist? It's a very little book, you know. This, this thing. It's a, it's a read through in a, you know, in a train ride or something. A very long train ride. <laughs> Unless you're a speed reader, it might be a, a subway ride. <laughs> it's a very beautiful book. I would recommend that you that you get it. Uh, what makes you not a Buddhist? By Dong Sar Kense. I think there's a, another Jamyang. Yeah. He's Tibetan. Yeah, that, that's what makes him. Uh, uh, Oh yeah, yeah. He, he made he made the cup and, he, and, he, and some another, another movie. Yeah. And they he, they asked according to Dan says they asked him, you know, what would your is it your father or your last reincarnation was? Uh, they asked him about some somebody that his his teacher or his previous re, you know was a very well respected teacher. Mm. And so, what would he think of you making these movies and stuff? And he said. Uh, he would probably say it's worldly bullshit, <laughs> and I would agree hundred <laughs> percent. He loves making movies. <laughs> well, it could be, it could be. He thinks it's a good. It's a. It's 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 it. It would be helpful. Yeah. Even though it's just worldly bullshit. Yeah. Well, uh, he's uh, he's from the Kagyu tradition, and. They can say they can they can use that term and be very comfortable. They will even say that what what the Buddha speaks is worldly bullshit. Mm-hmm. They have a, a nice way of they have a way of thinking about it to make himself <laughs> make it comfortable for them. Yeah. Um. So so why uh, just about are you think it'd be easier for us because uh, there's not that taboo associated with this practice and we're more comfortable being sort of punk and outcast and this sort of stuff so it'll be easier for us is that what you're saying? Yeah. And, and the relation with Jamyang Kensei's book is oh, that the relationship with the Jamyang Kensei's book is that uh, not the book but with, with, uh, with uh, Jamyang Kensei uh, he said something about uh, for Vajrayana to be practiced in, in the for it to have the same sort of psychological impact that oh, it that yeah. it had in uh, in India, 
because you know social outcast kind of kind of thing you would have to have the uh, westerners you have to use something else perhaps make you make yourself an incast rather than an outcast because because that's the that's a psychological test for you and also instead of uh, in, in ancient India uh, eating meat was considered uh, not spiritual so and in drinking alcohol and, and there, were, there were specific uh, things that were considered even though normal in society but if, you're cons- if, you, if you call yourself spiritual there were, there were certain things that automatically people thought that you, don't, you just don't do okay. and then they, they have to be with you know, uh, social things and these, and these were very strong. And since uh, there's this, oh, there's this, uh, in that society, there's this big communi- community kind of, of uh, mindset. You're not just an individual, but you're, you're, you're a member of a community. So th- what others think of you, what, how they uh, treat you, is very important to you. And Vajrayana comes in and smashes it. So that's your psychological toughness. You have to be willing to be outcast. You have to be willing to do things that is not acceptable. Okay, not that you're doing uh, 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 immoral things, you know, uh, general immoral things. You don't go out killing people. You don't go out, you know, stealing and things like that. But you do certain things which are just just difficult because of the way you were raised. Okay, so Diego Kente, not Diego Kente, Don Sorry Damian Kente said that. Uh, for for there to be like a, a Western sort of form of va, uh, Vajrayana, uh, uh, you have to consider things which are taboo here, and then and then uh, you have to sort of do do those things rather than run away from them. And uh, as far as eating is concerned, he said uh, you have to consider that that that. In that society, eating meat for 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 uh, for somebody who's who's spiritual who's spiritual person is the same thing as. See, we don't have that so much. No, you say it would be the same thing as somebody uh, or putting a plate of uh, of cow dung on, 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 in front of you for you to eat. You would have to have you would have to be someone who have the same sort of the same react psychological reaction. You have to have a plate of cow dung would be the same kind of a uh, uh, reaction that, that that the practitioner who is offered a plate of meat has with meat. But since we don't have that reaction towards towards meat, so it doesn't really have the effect that it's supposed to have to us as it does for the, for the Vajrayana practitioner. Okay. But it, even even then, uh, you have. Uh, the idea of uh, vegetarianism is 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 like you know, like a, a little bubbling thing within Buddhism in general, and within Mahayana Buddhism, it's sort of like a uh, it's, it's a bit stronger in Mahayana Buddhism because of the because of the idea of compassion, and and that compassion is not just something that. Y- or human being supposed to be uh, exercise or practice towards another human being. You're supposed to be practicing compassion toward all living beings. And and and, and Mahayana uh, Buddhism took that idea to uh, extrapolate it from that and made made the person made the uh, made the vegetarian practice into part of the Mahayana practice. That's why in uh, I think I'm not sure if it's only in China, but uh, in in the other Mahayana countries where they don't do Vajrayana, uh, vegetarianism is a big part of, the, of, of being, of being a, a, a spiritual person also. And within the, uh, within the Vajrayana uh, tr- tradition, although vegetarianism is not, is not like an almost mandatory kind of practice, but it's, un- it, it's there. There are certain... Like, uh, I don't know if you did. You ever participate in one of those uh, one-day vows or something like that? Yeah, in those one-day vows, you're not supposed to eat meat on those days. So there's the idea of vegetarianism is sort of like uh, underlying it. And then just found out 
three of, in, in Vajrayana, there are four levels of, uh, of practitioners, or four levels of Tantra. They are called four classes of Tantra. And they go from uh, lower class to highest class. Like uh, intensity of, of internal practice. It determines the, the, the class. The, the first three, you're required to be vegetarian. You're supposed to be vegetarian when you're, doing, when you're practicing those three. Even though if you were uh, in the Buddhist before, vegetarianism was something that you could, if you could do whatever you want, you could decide to do, uh, to do it or not. But now when you're a Vajrayana practitioner, it's mandatory for you to, to be, become a vegetarian. Okay. Of the three lower, lower classes of Tantra. Is that, is that like 365 days a year? 365 days really? a year. Because, oh, but, okay. I remember on the Saturday class that mm-hmm. Kishidagi said if you're doing the, is it Amitabha for t- the first level? Mm-hmm. I don't remember the name, I think it's Amitabha. The mm-hmm. first level, then you can't eat meat prior to doing the, the setting up the ritual and doing that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But he just said like prior, maybe the day before or something. Prior, like a prior, as, as to kind of clean yourself and get you ready to do the practice. Yeah. You have to set things up in a certain way. And I remember one of the things is you don't eat meat before uh, hmm. the practice. No, but it's not. It was, he was just talking about kind of immediately before or the day of that you're doing the practice. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah, because uh, it's a commitment that you're supposed to be doing every day. So to make sure you don't have meat in your system. Uh, you have to either you'd have to take a day off from your practice. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, even uh, even uh, those who don't do that, who don't have those the, the commitments of those three practices. I mean, that's their. If you were, if you're going to do the practice, but it's not a life commitment then for, for, for that day that you're going to do that practice, then you would have to do, take a, a temporary uh, vegetarian sort of like uh, commitment. Mm-hmm. If, it, if it's something that like uh, you're going to do Amitabha for a specific reason, mm-hmm. then for that, for that purpose you would do it. But if you're a yogi, who, that is your main practice, mm-hmm. that is your life practice, then you have to become a vegetarian. Uh, <coughs> and yeah, like that. Uh, why are I going to vegetarian level? I don't know, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in Vajrayana system, there's mm. other things about, um, well, this, oh, I guess it coincides with the idea of emptiness, that everything is emptiness, and mm-hmm. so, and that things can be transposed, you know, so meat isn't necessarily meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, um, th- that's the that's the understanding. That's why in the in the Vajrayana, bec- uh, because of that strong social imprint you have about meat, it was very difficult for you to get rid of it because you were raised that way in a society. Everyone thinks that way. You were forced to think that way. So it's a very strong imprint in your mind, and it's and it's almost uh, like a almost a subconscious thing. And f- for you to un for you to undo it, you have to deal with it. And it's just like uh, the example where you have that fear this, of, of this thing, and then you go ahead and face the object of the fear, to deal with the fear. So in, 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 in that idea, in, and the reason I use the meat idea is not because they understand uh, it comes, they don't use, they don't take meat specifically because I mean, they could have taken anything. Everything, everything is empty. Right? Why, don't, why don't they just take bread and say, oh, bread is empty and, and, and becomes your ritual, your ritual food. Why meat? It's because of that social conditioning that you have. And that's what you're, that's what you're, you're asked to deal with. Not just, uh, you don't understand emptiness and meat somehow help you understand emptiness better than bread. Okay. Uh, Uh, is there any food thing? There isn't really food restriction in the West, is there? I guess in the West, if you are insects, insects, why? Like eating them? Well, because yeah, I mean, they have shows on TV where you see people in in 
yeah. not their first choice. Yeah. <laughs> and they actually they have those other TV shows where, where people have to like sit in a tank with snakes and stuff, and uh-huh. and there's always one thing. I think the most exciting for people is the one about what they have to eat. They always give them these like big giant worms and other stuff to eat. <laughs> you never seen these shows? I feel you have. I've, I've heard about them. <laughs> no, but they're, what they're called, like, uh, believe it or not, or Reality I can't believe that you can do this, or something. Uh, like no, never. You know, you see these shows. They put them in like tanks yeah. with with lots of spiders and tarantulas and uh, stuff. I don't know what they're called. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I've heard about that. Yeah, and they eat them, like eat tarantula, <laughs> and then and then both people do it, and if they both do it, they can pass to the next. But if only one person does it, then they pass, and this person gets kicked out. It's a competition. Yeah, yeah, it's a competition. Yeah, and sometimes boyfriend and girlfriend have to do it together. <laughs> it's like, come on, you know, honey, eat that. <laughs> we gotta win, you know. Uh, well, uh, Vajrayana won't make you do stupid things. <laughs> well, no, but, okay, hold on. So, so what is, are, you, you don't want to eat meat for some reason. Mm-hmm. You don't want to eat that, like, giant, smushy grub for some reason. Yeah. So, diff- is there a difference? Seems both times it's like this, I don't want to do this. Well, one of them is you attach it to, you attach it to, some some spiritual thing. I don't eat meat because it's spiritual. Okay. It's in. Okay. It's not that uh, you don't eat grub because it's it's a spiritual it's practice. Gross. It is gross. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, alright. Do we have anything that we consider we don't do this because it's spiritual? And the other thing I can think of is within Judaism and within. Uh, uh, within Islam, uh, not eating, not eating pork. That would yeah, be yeah, but that be for them, and, and and that's not us, right? <laughs> yeah. That's for. I would say, I mean, so some people get on the vegetarian thing, and then for them to go and eat meat, but it wouldn't be as big of a deal. No. So we don't really have uh, something exactly like that. We have we have some uh, we have like certain not, taboos. Not eating. Yeah, we have taboos, but yeah, not with eating. but not with eating. Yeah, we, I mean, we are omnivores. <laughs> I mean, we have shows where people are eating grubs, so... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Not to get to the next spiritual level, but, you know, to get something that's going to be gone in a few, <laughs> a few days. Yeah, I mean, do we, do we even have those sort of things? Like, what's a spiritual person for a sort of non-sectarian? Or... And also, we have here so a lot of uh, so a lot of uh, practices, a lot of uh, uh, yeah, a lot of practices which are incorporated within within the path are uh, uh, skillful means to deal with social certain social things, certain social issues. That's why Buddhism doesn't completely translate from one culture to to another uh, uh, completely. The certain things have to have to be uh, uh, adopted because of the social context. Adapted. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, you were gonna ask for questions. Yeah, it's you you starting to talk about the three lower um, mm-hmm. tantra classes. Yeah. And then I think you were moving to maybe the highest anuttara tantra. Yeah. That's how that's how we got into that discussion: vegetarian versus versus meat. Yeah. So just that in the highest yoga tantra, uh, there is this there is this uh, way of dealing with the social with the social uh, conditioning of dealing with meat. That's why I, that's why I bought, I bought the, the the meat idea, and it was I was again uh, the tough the tough the tough the psychological toughness that you have to undergo. You have to go through something like that to get you to the the uh, ultimate goal, the fastest. So to get to the ultimate goal, the fastest, there's some sort of psychological conditioning, and the tougher the psychological conditioning, the faster you're able to go. And the and and the, and the psychological uh, toughness training that you you are undergoing is really just on removing things that you were, that you were, that that was forced upon you because of your upbringing. 
ideas that you 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 um, crystallize in your mind that you somehow uh, think that is absolutely important and absolutely connected with uh, with with, spir- with spirituality. Um, yeah, I can't really think of an example. And the reason I said that it would be easier bec- because of the social. If you, if you take Vajrayana as it is socially, uh, and then bring it here, and then just take it, just take the social aspects of it, then it won't really have the same impact as it did over there, because uh, the social issues that that they were dealing with, that they were using to uh, those uh, a lot of those elements to deal with, we, we don't have them here to deal with. Like meat, for example, we don't have uh, any. We don't, we don't unless you're unless it's a specific meat, like uh, pork, for example. Uh, for some, for some people, like uh, uh, who used to be uh, Muslims or Jews or what's one in Christianity, Seventh Day Adventists, I think also. Yeah. So for them, meat eating is connected with spiritual practice. So uh, that was that was the thing with, with the meat, but but it, but it wasn't necessarily just meat in itself. It was because of how meat is construed or is, is thought about in that society, and then how, and then and and how it, it it creates a blockage because of the because of the uh, uh, of the in the the strong. Uh, conception that we, concept that 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 is that is uh, that is raised around it. Okay. So if you're able to get rid of uh, psychological uh, uh, conditionings in a in a, in a The, the faster you're able to get rid of psychological conditioning, that will determine the speed with which you, are, you will you will approach the goal. The goal, and that that exists in the Theravadan tradition, that exists in within the Mahayana tradition, and also it is used a lot in the, the in the Vajrayana system. Is basically just that itself, and that's what makes each one of those practices speedy. It's just that. Well, it's not just that, but it's it's one of the main things. Because if, if because someone can have breaking taboo or breaking down your own psychological hang-ups, your own psychological hang-ups, and and just especially regarding t- spiritual things. Yeah, just regarding spiritual things. Oh. Especially, I feel like I have a lot of non-spiritually regarded psychological problems. Uh-huh. But in terms of spiritual ones, I don't feel like I have any. So, like I have a lot of psychological things. The things that I think, uh, I, I think things I think, oh, that's not, that's not a proper way to think, mm-hmm. or uh, nightmares and this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like I have anything where I think, oh, this is spiritual, like, like the thing with the meat. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just not thinking hard enough. I'm sure there are some because you were raised. Uh, yeah, but I kind of thought that I kind of made a pretty much a clean break from that. Ah, we think so. Spaces. We think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, even the the resistance that we we build up all creates uh, creates that. Like if you were raised in a in a household, for example, where every Sunday you have to go to church. You spend the whole day in church, or or every whatever, and 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 then within you you are just creating a resistance, waiting for a time to break. That time you are you are building something towards it, towards spirituality in general. I talk about what I was supposed to talk about. <laughs> I don't know. We never got like a, we never got an itinerary. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I don't know.
<laughs> so now we're still going to be talking now we're going to go into uh, the enumerations well that's one of the things in, that you encounter in all forms of Buddhism whether it is Theravadan, whether it is Mahayana whether it is Vajrayana there's always these enumerations the eight this, the seven that, the nine this and we already did the ten that right? the ten bumis <laughs> okay there's uh, we're going to go through the, the enumerations that is uh, general for every for all the practice, for all the traditions, and we all, we go into the minor interpret uh, differences as far as interpretation okay, that that they have. So these are the, the things that really uh, whether you say you, when you say you're a Buddhist, if you don't uh, that that you certain things that certain uh, certain general understanding that you must have that sort of put you into, into the global uh, brotherhood uh, of, 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 being a, of, of being a Buddhist. That whether you're Theravadin or Vajrayana, that you all share in common. And it's not just that, that you all follow uh, Buddha Shakyamuni, that's what makes you a Buddhist. Or you all say you follow Buddha Shakyamuni. You all call, you all call the one that you're following Buddha Shakyamuni, even though you may be following, doing completely different things. Oh, this is what Shakyamuni Buddha told me to do, and that's what I'm doing. That's why I'm a Buddhist. Now, he never told me about that. As a matter of fact, he told me not to do that. This is what he told me to do. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we go into the we go into list, and when you're able to recite list, then you're very, you're a real good Buddhist. <laughs> what's the eight? This what's the seven? What's the seven of the first of the eight? <laughs> gradual like first you do this and you do that then it's not really like that no. yeah they're really uh, for different types of practitioners and and this is the dysfunction I mentioned earlier about wh when you're in this Himalayan or Tibetan kind of Buddhism when you first enter then you're a Buddhist yeah well, I'm good I'm a Buddhist yeah yeah, yeah. You say, well what kind of Buddhist are you supposed to be, supposed to be a Bodhisattva oh, okay uh, how do I become that do this practice so you're practicing to become a practitioner and then now there's the Vajrayana thing. Then there, there's the Vajrayana thing. And then there's the first, the first tantra, second tantra, third tantra, and high. Tantra. And you're still trying to become a, the, the, uh, the, 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 the practitioner of Mahayana, and yet now you're giving a, pra a practice where you're supposed to be, you know, doing the highest stuff. So, yeah, it's, uh, if you become dysfunctional, it's understood. <laughs> <laughs> we are all, both, all of us, if not, I mean, not all of us, but most of us are in that same, that same. In the same way, you feel like I'm just a beginner. And you, could, you could be 20 years, 30 years later, you feel that you're still a beginner. You're st still not even a real practitioner yet. And like I said, it could take lifetime for you to become a, a real, true Mahayana practitioner. Okay. If there's no more questions, we'll go to closing. <laughs> and you will become very good Buddhist if we're able to list those list list those lists. There's a we said traditionally speaking, it was really a gradual thing. Where the practitioner is in the same level as the Theravadin and then he becomes a Bodhisattva and then gradually goes until he becomes a practitioner of the Vajra and the Anuttara Yoga Tantra 
within that one life and then they continue pack their, their actual Vajrayana practitioners. That was in the old days in where, when the students were excellent. Like they had excellent of fortune. Uh, but so because of that, so when they are Vajrayana practitioners, they're able to, they know all the common things that, that they share. And they're able to, when, when you hear the Four Noble Truths, when they hear the four, four Seals of the Dharma, when they hear the Eightfold Path, when they hear the 37 Wings of Enlightenment, which all Buddhists are supposed to know, they know it. But nowadays, because we jump, not, not, not that we decide it, like, it's not like you say, okay, I'm not, I'm not coming to this place until you give me a Hanitara Yoga Tantra uh, initiation. We don't do that. We just, okay, just want to be a good little Buddhist. We don't, even, we don't know anything. And then they throw us into Amitara Yoga Tantra practice, right? And then uh, 10 years later, we're doing our practice, and we have no idea what, what, what are the four seals, what are the 37 rings of enlightenment, what are the eightfoldable paths. These are things that every Buddhist is supposed to know, this list. If we, we meet a lot of Buddhists who were doing incredible, uh, you know, the title of the practice that they're doing is an incredible title. You know, the diamond crushing <laughs> diamond crushing meditation <laughs> <laughs> and they can't list the four seals of Dharma okay yeah. so it shouldn't be, shouldn't be that way <laughs> alright so let's uh, close uh, 16 so this time we do it in uh, English it's written in English to Mahayana Buddhism, today is everybody's birthday. <laughs> everybody's day. <dead. laughs>